people always look at the cost to doing something and because they look at the cost it prevents them from doing it as opposed to looking at the value that they're going to get from doing that thing i choose to have the life that i have now also because of the cards that i was dealt i'm going to do this so i was comparing myself in that kind of way as opposed to be like oh he's got this and i haven't got this if i was comparing myself in that way i'll probably never get started that's what it really took me to really know that i can do this and that's why i need to do it if you tell me i would be where i am now because of me have seen money and because i've made money i always knew that i could do more the problem is i just never knew how to keep money and how to grow the money and i was just like what do i do Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diaries of Success. I'm your host, Hajar Beyaz. And in the Diaries of Success, we make sure that we bring you the best of guests. So thank you for tuning in. And today my guest is someone who is very successful in property. He started from nothing. His journey is very incredible. And I'm so honored and, and very, very pleased to have him with me today. But before we jump into uh, who my guest is and what he did and how he made it to becoming a successful entrepreneur, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in and liking and being so engaging. Uh, I'm loving the love and the support you're showing me every single episode. Um, if you have any questions, make sure you follow us on all our social media and leave all your comments and your burning questions in the comment section down below. Without any further ado, I'm pleased to be having with me Evans Willie. Evans, hi. Thank you for having me, Hajj. I really appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How about yourself? Enjoying the the summer weather. Yeah, I'm enjoying the weather. It makes me feel more at home. I'm used to this weather in the Caribbean, so I feel more at home now. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned the Caribbeans. That's where you are from, right? Born and bred in St. Lucia in the Caribbean, yes. We're going to talk about that a little bit for, further in this episode. But before we jump into that, who is Evans? Yeah, that's a very good question, man. And Evans is the guy obviously sitting in front of you. Um, but a little bit about myself. Um, I'm born and bred in St. Lucia. Um, I've been in this country for 10 years. I came in, in 2013. You know, I came with big goals and big dreams. Wanted to obviously become somebody. And, you know, I've, you know I, I went in, in the job route worked multiple jobs, um, realized very quickly that there was only a limited amount of hours in the day, so there was only a limited amount of money I could make. So I started obviously doing entrepreneur entrepreneurial different businesses, um, and they all failed like majority of businesses do. And um, in 2020, I came across property, and it's completely revolutionized, changed my life around. Um, and yeah, now I'm, I'm like an inspirational individual, and I you know teach and train people how to do the same thing. Um, but yeah, that's just Evans in a nutshell. Beautiful. Family man? Yes, I've got a son. He's eight years old. You are recently married. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I watched it. the journey throughout the social media. <laughs> so the, the weather, the sun looked so beautiful. Congratulations again. Yeah, it's very, very good, man. It's very, very good. Um, and it was the first time in the Caribbean as well, so she enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. You know, I knew she was the wife long before she actually said I do, so... Oh, yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you said that I'm going to trigger that later on okay <laughs> well tell me a little bit about what you used to do before you jumped into property yeah I think that is a massive question I think an easier question is what did I not do I mean I did everything under the sun you know legal I did it illegal you know I used to have a look um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, just name it. I mean, I started off when I, my first job in, in, in the UK was, uh, I was stacking shelves. I used to work in a used car, uh, used car parts company called Eurocar parts. So I worked there for a little while. 
Um, I moved into selling vehicle parts. So that's my first ever sales job in this country. And it was going very, very well. I was 18 and I was obviously, you know, one of the top sales people. And obviously one day I saw a guy came in in his suit wearing a brand, driving a brand new car. And I was like, what is it that you do? And he told me that he, he sells cars for a living. And I was like, so if you sell a car, they give you a brand new car to drive. He's like, yeah. And I was like, bet. That's what I want to do. So I applied for car, new car sales jobs. And they all declined me because they haven't got experience. So I then went into used car sales. Um, and that went very well. Um, I was one of the top sales people out of about 100, 102. Um, I did that for about a year and a bit. Then I obviously went back to you know working in new car sales. So I did that for quite a while. Again, there was, you know, the money was obviously limited as well. So I picked up side jobs while I used to work as a car sales, car sales person. I worked as a security guard. Um, I was a bouncer at night. I used to work seven days a week. Um, tried different businesses, clothing lines. And yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's been very, very, uh, very, very crazy. Uh, I would say 10 years of my life, should I say. Beautiful. Well, um, I got a lot from that and you never gave up. No, not at all. I mean, it's the story of my life. I mean, I, I'm I'm born and bred in St. Lucia, and, and and when 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 people say they come from poverty, I mean, I am literally the epiphany of someone who came from poverty. So, I think one of the reasons why I never give up, up give up is because my mom always she always used to say something when people used to have nice cars and you know used to have nice things. She always used to tell me, "Don't envy anybody. The only difference with them is that they have a little." maybe a few years ahead of you and maybe they've come across something that you haven't come across yet. So I think she's saying that to me always gave me hope that I can actually change my circumstances and I just refuse to give up until I get what I want, basically. Beautiful. And why property? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, property kind of chose me because um, as, as, as I said before, when I... When I first came to this country, I was just trying to become successful. I was just trying to really just, you know, have the things that I wanted. So property, when I first came to the country, I was living in just just in um in Egham. I was living in Egham. I was living in a, in, in, in a HMO, actually, um, with a living landlord. Very nice guy, Polish guy. Mm. And me and him became friends. And that, that's how I knew he was the landlord. And what happened was, it was a massive house. And he was living in the house. And he told me how much he was renting the rooms at four and I realized that he was actually living rent free and I was just like man this house must be worth at least you know a million pounds very close to it how is this guy living in you know in, in a beautiful area like this rent free so I was really baffled and really you know drawn into property but obviously by speaking to people and going to, I realized that it's not a good fit for me because there's nobody like me who doing properties people who are successful people who are a little bit older maybe different color and skin maybe a different accent so I was like, it's not for me. So I tried doing all of the different things. Everything under the sun, I swear to God, like was, you know, that somebody said that you can do property in, whether it be network marketing, whether it be trading, whether it be buying and selling cars. I went through all of those routes and none of those routes actually worked. And it was only because of 2020, you know, I had a job at the time before lockdown. I was selling finance um, and I lost my job and I was just like, what do I do? And Again, I started watching loads of obviously videos, started watching a bit of Netflix and my partner, who, who, who was my wife, Ellen, she came across this series called um, Selling Sunsets. And we started binging Selling Sunsets. I was like, you know what it is, man? I, I'm, I am going to do property now. This is what I'm going to do. This is the sign. You know, I'm now, I haven't got a job and I'm now seeing, because this, this content is now marketing to me. I'm like, I'm going to be a, um, I'm gonna be a, a house, um, an, an estate agent, should I say. 
and I applied for loads of jobs as an estate agent. I got one interview, literally one interview, and I actually got the job. And I worked as an estate agent for like three months. And while I worked as an estate agent, um, it was a very small one. And I realized that a lot of people that came in were mostly Asians, because that was the um, that was the owners sort of like um, USP working for sort of like the Asian community. And majority of them don't even speak English, and they have like you know a big bunch of kids with like ten houses. And I'm thinking like, man, how is this guy has got <laughs> ten houses? He doesn't even speak English. He's been here for like five years. Of he's been here less time than me. I'm like, okay, cool. That gave me hope because all of a sudden I, I saw property from a different view to when I originally saw it. So that was that, that was really, really good. Then I saw another black African guy, very nice guy. He had about 10 properties from us, but he never owned them. He used to rent them. And he was making loads of money. I was thinking like, man, I'm doing the wrong thing. This guy, this guys are no better off than me. Why are they? And so anyway, long story short, three, three months working in the job. It didn't really work out. I think I'm just cut to just do my own stuff. I, I was just born to be an entrepreneur. It didn't really work out, right? So I left the job and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing property. So I started going to loads of property events and um, yeah, I got drawn into it. I now saw property with a new lens. And I think, yeah, I think that's what kind of kickstart my, my property journey. I feel like, you know, working at, that, uh, working at that estate agent gave me a different angle I never saw before. And that's what gave me the belief that I can do it. And that's why I just knew that that's what I was going to do. Do you know what? I'm listening to you and I am so amazed at how similar our journey are. I'm literally just like in shock. <laughs> well, you came in 2013. Yeah. I was, I, I, first time I stepped in this country was in 2014. Okay. I did all sorts of jobs as well. I was in sales. I did network marketing. Yeah. Tried ACN. I'm sure that was where yeah, you were, right? Definitely. Definitely <laughs> did ACN. How can you not do ACN video marketing? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm sure he's going to say this is the company. And yeah. I'm like, and I've done, you know, I've done door to door, done sales. I've done every single thing yeah. under the sun, you know? Wow. And then I worked for an estate agency as well okay. for three months. I came actually, I came into property by accident. Wow. And, you know, after going to the three days course, mm. and then I didn't have the money to upgrade and just buy, you know, the course yeah. for one year. And then I said, you know what? I need to learn a bit more. Went, works for an estate agency. And that kind of sped the process a little bit. And exactly what happened to you. I had that aha moment. And I'm like, this is how easy it is. Okay, that's all I need to do. So I sped the journey. And here I am today, you know. So I'm like, oh my God, this is like <laughs> a is, male version yeah, of my That is journey. crazy. Very, very. That's crazy. That it's so similar. Wow. Very good. I know, right? Now you're doing all this mentorships. Yeah. Um, you're having all these essays and rent yep. rent and you're buying now, of course. Yeah. Um, how are you finding it? What are the challenges and your day-to-day -day things? Yeah, I mean, being an entrepreneur, you know, sometimes on social media it could be packaged differently to what it actually is you know on social media most people only just really post their highlights on how things are going well but the people who are real entrepreneurs do understand that it's a lot of it's a lot of, it's got a lot of ups and downs man um it's not it's not straightforward i mean overall 
it's very good. You know, making very it's, it's very lucrative. You know, very fruitful. Has given me a phenomenal life. Um, but it's, it's it's a lot of challenges. It's a lot of recreating, overcoming stuff, becoming a better person. Especially obviously now, you know, when you now I've got employees. You know, sometimes I have to fire people, hire people. It's got its challenges. But overall, I am, you know, super amazed. Obviously, I made a decision to obviously get into property um, because it's completely changed my life around, like inside out. So I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful. What would you say? Because there's a lot of these fake gurus right now. Yeah. Oh, it's all good. Come in, buy my course. I'll show you how to do it. And in one week, you will get your first property and in all yeah. sunshines and rainbows. Yeah. It's... Well, let's be honest. It's not like that. I mean, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's obviously work a little bit. You will get according to what you put in, right? But you have to have skin in the game. Absolutely. 100%. I think you've hit the nail in the head. I think you'd 100% need to have skin in the game. Because having skin in the game is what's going to cement your future in the sense of like, a lot of people, exactly what you just said, you know, have got the intention that it's sort of like, you know, get rich quick and it's sort of like microwavable pizza. Well, it's not. It's it's, it's like it's boiling cow heel soup and it's boiling oxtail. You know, it takes hours to cook, right? That's what it's, it's like. So, um, yes, it's nothing like get rich quick. I mean, can you get deals and, and can you get property within the first day? Yeah, I've had students obviously get properties within the first week, you know. But is that the norm? Not really. I think, you know, you have to obviously learn the ins and outs. You have to be committed long-term, which means that whatever hurdles that you're going to come across, you will be willing to overcome it. And exactly what you said, when you have skin in the game, you are more likely to stick around until it works. But when you haven't got much skin in the game, it's like, oh man, I've tried it. It didn't really work on to the next kind of thing. So mm. yeah, it's definitely not. It's everything but a very easy process. Is it rewarding? Is it is, is, is it worth it? 100%. But it's not going to just come that easy. How long did it take you for you to get your first property? My first property took me about a month to get. Um, took me about a month to get. That was a very, I think that was a very, um, what's the word I want to use? It was a very emotionally challenged month because, you know, being around in my job, you know, you know, working at Jaguar Land Rover at the time, I'm like the king of the group, the, the top of the group. And you know, everyone, everyone kind of worships me. And then having to get into property and get into rent to rents, and people are telling me like, "Nope, I don't do business with you and stuff like that." I'm like, "Man, what are you talking to?" Um, but obviously, the, <laughs> the ego thing. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. It was an ego thing at the beginning, um, but my ego obviously quickly got like, you know, crushed very quickly because I'm like, "Listen, I don't care what you say. I am going to get a deal, and I'm going to make. I'm going to make this happen." So if you want to, you know, be a hero and you mm. want to give me a deal and I'm going to give you all the gratitude in the future, you do that. If you say, no, no problem, I'm not going to move on. So I think like, because I kind of like exert that kind of energy, I'm going to, I'm going to do it regardless. I'm not asking for you to obviously get, well, I am asking for, for, for you to give me a, a property deal. But if you don't, I just move on to the next. I think that's kind of like, was my mindset. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to make it up. But it was a very tough month. Loads of rejections and no's and, oh my, my very first deal the landlord um is from the uk but he lives in dubai right and i actually got the deal through open rent and i remember ellen was the one who actually found the deal she was obviously the one who, who initially spoke to him via email but i spoke to him over the phone man this guy spent an hour and a half on the phone grilling me asking me every single thing about myself my family what i do everything i was thinking like man 
not really going to get this deal, you know. But I think because I was just resilient, because it's very, very tough questioning me. How am I going to pay him the rent? What do I do? How much money I make? Um, but because I think, because I was resilient and I was just like, yeah, listen, man, I know this is my first deal, but this is the reason why I'm giving you a very good deal. You need to give it to me because you're going to get rewarded in the future. I'm going to become successful. Give me a chance. And I think that kind of energy was, um, yeah, was what made him give, give it to me, I think, in the end. Is he a Brit an English guy? He's an English, he's an Asian born. No, I don't think he's, yeah, he's Asian, um, but obviously he was born in the UK. So he's got an English accent, but he lives in Dubai. Yeah. yeah. I've had a similar situation. I mean, not for my first deal. My first deal, I would say the man did trust me. I had hundreds of no's before I started working with him. And now I have about 26 from, his, from him alone. So I'm glad I didn't give up. Yeah. But I've had a situation where someone did grill me like hard. In fact, he gave me the keys. He said, okay, yes to everything. Signed. Left the house. I was taking an inventory before, you know, like just... Five minutes later, he came back and said, no, 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 I changed my mind. I actually... I, I don't know about this and I'm not really sure. And so I had to, you know, try to convince him again yeah, from scratch, yeah. you know, like literally do the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh my God. So I feel you like yeah. <laughs> when you were. Yeah. And plus, at least I was face to face. You were on the phone. It's even worse. Like you can't see his. Uh, body language mm. can't really know how, what he's thinking about he was face to face you kind of know where his body language yes, is directing correct. you if it was face to face it, it, it would be a lot better maybe I could obviously build a rapport but it was over the phone and obviously and I'm not English I've, I haven't got an English accent so all of a sudden being like who's this fresh who's this fresh trying to read my property out so it was a very tough conversation but obviously me and him are good friends now so you know he's, he's actually one of my investors you know he's invested in, 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 in my deal so it was worth the hour and a half of grilling. Yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah. look, that, and that's how we learn. Correct. Obviously, the first property, first deal. It's the one deal that gives you hope, that shows you that this strategy works. Correct. And that brings you the first initial income. So. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think it was a massive belief, a massive belief boost. Because I feel like when you watch videos... When you go to seminars and when you see people, yeah, you believe, but your belief is probably only 60, 70%. You know, it's, it's not until you get your first deal and you see the first set of money coming into your account that you feel like, oh, actually, this actually works, man. All I have to do now is just multiply this. Um, yeah, it was definitely a massive belief sort of like boost. You know, when you just mentioned about seeing people getting results and you looking at them on social media, yeah, on their stories, sharing their wins and showing that they're getting yeah. results were you trying to compare yourself in a way yeah i think i think it's uh i think it's completely normal 100 percent. i think when you get started off you know you compare yourself with people and that's kind of like what that's kind of like, like i think you're probably the number one recipe to being unhappy so but for me i i, I was comparing myself with people but I, I i didn't do it in an unhappy way i used to do it like wow well done for you, man. If you can do this, bro, I'm going to do this. So I was comparing myself in that kind of way as opposed to be like, oh, he's got this and I haven't got this and uh -huh. I'm sad. I think if, if, I, if, if I was comparing myself in that way, I'll probably never get started. Um, so 
yeah, I think, you know, going to seminars, seeing people get success, that's very good. It gave me, you know, new site, new sites. Um, and it gave me obviously, you know, um, you know, belief that, you know, what, if he can do it, if she can do it, if he can do it, if they can do it, they are human just like me. I can do it as well. I think that's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's all it really took me to really know that I can do this and really make me feel like, you know, not to give up. Because you, you only need one person to do it. If they can do it, they're human just like yourself. Why not you? You know, and that's why when, when, when people obviously, I see people start property and they quit, it, it baffles me. I just can't understand. Why would you, like, why would you quit? Like you've seen not one, but multiple people do it. Why would you not just stick, stick with it until it works? Because it definitely works. If you're not getting the results, then the common denominator is yourself. All you have to do is just improve yourself. That's it. Did you ever doubt yourself? Of course. I doubt myself all the time. I doubt myself almost every single day. I think if you don't doubt yourself, I think, I, I think you're not human. Um, I do doubt myself 100% of the time. But obviously my doubts, they differ, you know, um, you know, as you grow. Um, at the beginning, I was doubting if I can obviously get started in property. And I had the right to doubt myself. Why? Because no one in my family is successful in any way, shape or form. There's not one family member of mine in the UK that I know who's got a business. No, I've got nobody who's, who's got... The only property that they have is, is their residential house that they've been living in. So, you know, of course, I had all the right to doubt myself because there's no one that came from where I came from that I know who's doing what I'm doing. So it was always like, you know, going into new waters. So, do you know, like, sometimes your environment dictates where you go. Of course. But it shows that not to go that path. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I was saying to somebody the other day, you know, I've got I've got three brothers, right? My eldest brother, he he did he was the best academically, he had the best grades, he went to the best schools, and um, you know, I love him. You know, he lives in the UK, he lives in Northampton, but when my wife Ellen saw him, she's like, Are you sure this is your brother? And I was like, Yeah. She's <laughs> like, He's nothing like you. Like he doesn't look like you, he's got no energy like you, he's got no drive like you. He obviously just wants to just, you know, Beyond benefits, you know, that's the, he just wants to make enough money just to cover his, you know, bears and his and his fags. And listen, man, I, I obviously, you know, uh, you know, that's what he wants to do. I appreciate him. I, I don't look at him any less than I am. But we came from the exact same house. We had the exact same upbringing. But he chose to obviously, you know, choose the life that he has because of the cards that he was dealt. I choose to have the life that I, you know, that I have now, also because of the cards that I was dealt. But it was a different point of view. I'm thinking like, cool, that's why I got started, and that's why I need to do it. Yeah. And he probably was like, oh, this, this is why I got started. So of course I'm not going to make it. So I think it's all about, you know, watching. It's all about perspective. Look, looking at the cup half empty or looking at the cup half full. I choose yeah. to look at it half full, and and it's proven to be working for me. So I'll keep looking half full. Absolutely. Well, look, you just reminded me of that story. I'm sure you know about the two brothers who one ended up being a doctor. The other one ended up being um, in jail. I've never heard that story. That'd be a nice story. Go on, tell me, tell me about it. So basically, there is these two brothers. Yeah. Well, technically, there's these two people. One who is in jail, the other one who is a very, very successful um, doctor. And they interviewed both. So they went to the person in jail and they said, why are you like this? Like, why are you a criminal? He said, oh, if you have parents like mine, drug dealers, criminals, people who didn't give us affection, who didn't show us love, who didn't 
really uh, show us what it means to have a family, you're definitely going to end up a criminal. So obviously I, went, I followed that route and I became a criminal. They interviewed the other person and they're like, oh, so what made you be a successful person? And he's like, well, if you have parents like mine, drug dealers, criminals, people who don't show you love and affection, I had to choose not to be like them. Mm. So that's why I went and became a successful person. And turns out that these people are brothers. Wow. So they both chose different paths, even though they had same upbringing, same kind of environment, no support, nothing, right? But one chose to go that way and the other one chose that way. Very very similar to my story, very similar. In fact, my upbringing was... was worse because my, my brother I'm talking about, he had a, a good dad who had, you know, um, an agricultural business. My dad was an alcoholic. Um, so, and he used to obviously beat my mom when he was drunk and stuff like that. So Sorry it, about that. Well, it's fine. I mean, it's obviously, you know, toughened me up and taught me what not to do with women. So, yeah, I think because of my dad and my upbringing, I actually chose, because, you know, I love my, you know, my parents. My dad passed away. My, my mom is still alive, but. I don't. I didn't. I didn't want to be like them because obviously where where I grew up and how you know they brought us up. So yeah, I think probably that that story is very similar to uh, to my story. Yeah, well, um, I'm I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. I'm glad you're someone who a lot of people look up to. Thank you. Now, if you tell me a little bit about the eviction. Okay. It's a show that I, I love that show. Okay, I, I really do. I really do, and I think it should be on TV. Like, I don't think YouTube is doing it enough. Mm. Um, so you you were you won season two. Correct. Yes. We saw a lot of tears. Yeah. I cried. You know. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I did. So I'm so, I'm someone who's very. I can feel people, mm. and. Um, when a story touches me, I can, I can, I can, I can relate to it. So, um, tell me a little bit about the eviction. Yeah. So, um, you know, for those obviously who haven't watched the eviction, the eviction is a property version of sort of like the apprentice where you're obviously given tasks to do. And if you do well in your task, you advance to the next round. If you don't do well, then you get evicted. So yeah, I mean, the eviction was a very, very challenging. I think, you know what, it's a very, um, a really eye opening month of my life should i say um i mean just getting on the eviction was obviously tough you know there's i think over a thousand applicants and they were only choosing about 10 people um and i and i can still remember obviously you know i obviously applied for it and obviously i got i I got shortlisted so i think probably about 50 or 100 or whatever i'm not sure the number but but they gave me a call to have a have a conversation like oh you're gonna have an interview on that day i did the interview i think the interview went well but i was like you know when you when you have an interview, right, afterwards you always have like, man, I should have said this, I should have said that, right? So yeah. after the interview, I was like, you know what, I should have said this, you know? And I tried to obviously call a number again, I couldn't get through, right? Maybe it was just a, a one-way number. So I found the person who obviously did the interview, and her name is Amelia Rosanti, very, you know, she, she's a very good friend of mine now. And I sent her a DM, and I was like, listen, you don't understand how I need this, how much I need this. The only way, so it's a true story. I tell her, the only way I'm not going to win the eviction is if you rob me of a chance to be on there. That's why, that's why I text her. I f- I'm not saying that's what got me on the eviction, but it got me on the eviction. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a vigorous month, you know, doing all these crazy challenges, 
running up and down the country, finding, you know, lease option deals, finding rent to rent deals, finding BR out deals. Yeah. I think the most challenging one was uh, was one of the final one of the final ones where we had to sort of like do a refurbishment and we had to refurbish um a massive three bedroom house with two um two dining rooms. Man, we're that was crazy. We given a budget of two thousand pounds and we had five well a week to five days effectively to refurb the house and get tenants in. Now, that was not too bad on the outside, but when we actually was in the house, I realized the house hasn't got heating, the boiler isn't working, the, the, the cooker was broken <laughs> to the 2,000 pounds, I had to get a new cooker, had to fix the boiler. Ah, it was a very challenging. Um, but I think it was very eye-opening. It was a great place to start. I know after that week that I can refurbish a house for... Very, very cheaply. There's no one can tell me you can't because I just did it. Obviously, it requires insane amount of, you know, labor. Because um, I realize when it comes to refurbishment, one of the biggest costs is labor. Um, mm. So it's a very challenging week. But I learned a lot. I think the highlight of the eviction for me was that you can actually achieve anything you want in your life within a short period of time, providing that you just concentrate 100% on it. Don't look left. Don't look right. Don't check your phone, don't check Instagram. You can actually do it. And um, yeah, I think I took that with me um, in life and in property. Do you know what? I That was the message that I also got, got from there, from, um, from all seasons, actually. Um, and every December, do you know sometimes you're, you're into a momentum? Yeah. And then you lose that momentum. Yeah. And then all of a, all of a sudden, the eviction comes and I'm like watching, I'm like, fuck's sake how easy it is if you really want to get a deal you will yeah if you want to rent to, to watch a rent like to have a rent to rent deal you all you have to do is just pick up the phone yeah. just be persistent don't give up as you said don't look right or left just straight do what you have to do yeah and it's an eye-opening to me because all the excuses we all give up ourselves yeah there's no way if you want to raise money you can do it correct if you want to get a deal, you can do it. Right. If you have a deal and you don't have them, oh my God. Like when I watched it, it, it just helped me a lot. And I'm sure it did because you were already, you're into that environment. Yeah. So um, did you get any kind of fame or do people now follow you because you were on there or what did, what was the benefits of it? Um. I wouldn't say it got, you know, I got that much fame. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, yeah, he's got a few thousand views, so there's a few thousand more people who um who know who I am. Mm. But I wouldn't say, you know, it made me famous. Because a lot of people, really, they're not still haven't watched the eviction yet. But yeah, it definitely helped. It definitely obviously put me more on the market, um, more on the market, so people people know who I am. It definitely helped, 100%. I'm happy. I'm glad you're saying that. Well, look, let's... um lift the bar a little bit <laughs> okay um we've got a ritual we play a game okay. on our podcast I like games sure you do <laughs> <laughs> and it's called would you rather okay right. so i'm gonna ask you five round questions yeah and you have to answer in two seconds okay you answer in three you'd have to sing a song okay you can choose not to sing you can choose not to answer right you would have to sing. All right. Okay. So I love to make people sing because <laughs> I want to, I'm probably going to have like the worst voice on the Diaries of Success. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully I haven't got to sing. 
Cool, 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 cool. So, it's going to be a quick one, yeah? You ready? I'm ready. Born Beautiful. Ready. Before we do that, um, again, I want to remind you that for us to bring the best guests, you have to give us the best of yourselves. Uh, show us the love, show us the support. Give us those likes. Uh, I'm going to share later on on how to get in touch with Evans and how to pick his brain, how to learn from him a little bit more. So stay tuned. And after Would You Rather, we're going to touch a little bit more. We're going to poke him a little bit. We, we like to do that on our show. <laughs> so it was all love at the, the first half, but we're going gonna to show our uh, griefs a little bit just in a second. Well, without any further ado, Would You Rather. So Evans, St. Lucia or UK? St. Lucia. YouTube or mentoring? Mentoring. Cricket or football? Cricket. Property or security? Property. One million pounds or one million followers? One million pounds. So, money or love? Love. Your wife or your child? My child. Okay, that was more than two seconds, by the way. How was it? Who's timing? <laughs> oh, I can't wait for this episode to be out, you know. <laughs> She's, oh, and you just got married. Yeah. She'll understand, though. She'll understand. She's, she, she's a good missus. Fair enough, fair enough. Rob Moore or Samuel Leeds? Samuel Leeds. Jordan Belfort or Grant Cardone? Grant Cardone. 10 million pounds or going back to knowing everything you know right now when you were 18 years old? Going back to doing everything I know now when I was 10 years old. Paying taxes or not paying taxes? Not paying taxes. Ooh. Do it yourself, done for you. Done for me. Done for you. Okay. That was a quick one. You didn't, oh, <laughs> you didn't sing. <laughs> I, I told you I'm very good at thinking on my feet. Do you know what? I actually expected you not to answer when I asked your child or your missus. No, I'll answer. Why not? So I, I wanted I wanted to hear you sing. So would you please like do something for us? Um, I mean, I'm not really sure if I'm very good at singing. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Give me a song to sing. Anything. What were you listening to when you were on the way, on the way here? Um, what was I listening to? I was actually on the phone, so I wasn't listening to anything. Try to escape my question. <laughs> well, let's get back. Um, you said, when I said St. Lucia or the UK. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. I said St. Lucia, didn't I? Yeah, I think St. Lucia is, um, I mean, I love the UK. I mean, I would obviously always stay in St. Lucia if, if, if St. Lucia had the opportunities that the UK has. Mm. because, you know, the quality of living is obviously better. You know, everyone is happy. You know, believe it or not, a lot of people think like the Caribbean and the third world countries are very miserable, poverty area. But no, I'm telling you, those people are happy. They may not have loads of money in the bank. They may not have a new Rolex or a new car or mm. whatever, or even have a bank account, but they are happy as hell. So um, I like it. It's a very warm culture. You you know, you walk in the streets. People will say hi, hello to you. If that happens, they're going to think like, who's this madman? So yeah. yeah, the food is fresh. You know, everything is organic. Oh, no stress. Yeah, it's paradise. Good, good weather. 
100% solution. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, if, if you asked me whether I would prefer the UK to Algeria, yeah. I would definitely say Algeria if it had the the same abilities that we have here. Yeah, I mean, correct. If I had my family here, I would probably just say oh, I understand. the UK. But then... You know, as you said, people like, even with a, not a lot, but they're still happy. Like, they, people still ask about you. People, if they don't see you for two days, hey, are you okay? Yeah. You know, like, I think, I think. That's really good. Yeah, definitely. Is, uh... 100%. Most, most, most immigrants who are here, if you ask them, they'll always say go back. They always rather back home. But obviously, we're here for a reason. So, yeah. You said Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. Over Jordan Battle. Yeah, Juan Cardone, man, he's uh, he's unique. I love Juan Cardone, and and I've got loads of similarities. Okay. Yeah, I mean his energy, phenomenal. I love his energy. I think that's kind of like on the same part mm-hmm. as mine. We have a very similar background. He used to do car sales before. And now he's obviously you know now doing property um, and trading as well. So we have a very similar background, um, and he, he's a very good salesperson yes. and a sales trainer, which is um, which is obviously something I'm you know I'm now passionate about as well. So yeah, I've got loads of similarities with him. Amazing. So no paying taxes? I mean, that would be ideal. That would be ideal. Not saying I don't, I do pay my taxes. But if I had a choice not to pay them, we would not. Come on. I know, right? Like, a lot of people now are shifting to Dubai just because no taxes. Yeah. That may may be my next, next, you know, movement. But I don't really know. Uh, You know, I've had loads of good and bad. So maybe maybe I need to go in on holiday first and see what it's like before. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I totally agree. You said Samuel Eats. Over yeah. Rob Moore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Samuel Lees is the goat, man. Samuel Lees is obviously, you know, we're very good friends. You know, he's a, he's a unique individual. Um, people, some people like him, some people don't like him. I yeah. love him. I, I love mean, him. Either, you either do or don't. If you do or you don't. He just tells you as it is, which is exactly... The reason why I like Samuel is because I'm very similar to Samuel. Um, and yeah, I just think he's just a very cool guy. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. I actually thought Rob was going to win the match, you know. The boxing match they had. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I don't I don't know Rob. I've never met him. I don't I I, I, I don't follow his content. Um but you know, I can see by his pictures and videos that he's he, that was, he was in shape at the time that Samuel t- took up the fight. But because I know Samuel personally, I know the kind of person that he is, he's a very hungry person and when he set his mind to do something, nothing's gonna stop him. Mm. And when I knew that when I heard that Samuel and Rob was fighting, my my next question was like when the, when was the fight? Because if the fight was like in one or two weeks, then Samuel would have lost because obviously his fitness, right? Yeah. But then when I saw that the fight was in three months, I knew Samuel would have won. I knew that, like, because I just know the kind of person I is. He's, he's got that. He's got. He's got that dog in him. Like he just wants something. Nothing can stop him. Like, yeah. yeah. We had Rob here. Okay. Um, and we were talking about this. Okay. And it's kind of. I I don't know. It felt like. Rob was in was in his comfort zone, whereas Samuel had to get out, out of, of his comfort, comfort zone. Yes, I agree with that one hundred percent. So that's the that's the reasoning I had. Yeah, but you know what? It's just a game. At the end of the day, they're both great people. Um, I follow both of their content, and I wish them all the best. Amazing. Um, you said done for you, obviously. Yeah, I mean um, that's because the reason why I say done for me because I work out. It's the truth, and maybe I shouldn't, but I think I work less now and make more money now than I used to work before. 
You know, I used to work crazy hours because that's the mentality of my parents instilled in me and my family instilled in me. Like, you have to do everything yourself. Da, 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 don't pay anybody. I mean, when you pay them, you know, you're losing money. Why? But that's not how it is because I realize people who are successful is the complete opposite. You know, they're not self-made. They get almost everything done for them. Absolutely, yeah. And I was just like, this is crazy. This is what I should be doing. And, and they put their soul energy into their craft and what they're very good at. Yeah. And that's where I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not 100% there yet. But I have transitioned, you know, to obviously yeah. to get in there. You had to start it from somewhere. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, now I've got like I've got seven members of staff. I mean, if I did not see that side of it, I'd probably be doing all of the things myself. And and when you you know ask me to come, I'd be like, no, I can't come because I have to be doing this, I have to be doing that. Because a lot of people are, are, are you know, you I always pick them, they're always busy, right? Yeah. And it's it's like they almost brag about being busy, like being busy is a cool thing, and. It's like cool. It's okay to be, you know, being busy. But are you busy getting ahead in life, or are you yeah. busy just being busy? You know. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm. I'm not always busy. I control my diary. I control what I do. So if I don't want to do something, I might say I'm busy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that part to yourselves. <laughs> well, I totally agree with you. You know, yeah. like, cause I'm the same. But I'm lazy. Not lazy, but. Sometimes I just want to enjoy myself. You know when you get you get to a certain age, you don't want to be living miserable. Yes. I mean, I've done everything in my twenties. I've mm. done ACN for fuck's sake. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that was that was very tough, wasn't it? You know what? I I'm actually very grateful I did ACN. Same. I'm very grateful I did it. I'm Same. not grateful, you know, because it was very fruitful financially but it was just uh the you know, mindset the mindsets yeah. i think the training you know ahmed mukta you know he's speaking you know greg provenzano i mean uh yeah it was yeah sn's training is up there that's true look yeah. the mindset no lie i mean i know that so many people who um um made it in 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 acn in fact ahmed mukhtar and uh he's a good friend of mine okay um, and and he went on and opened his own thing yeah yeah, yeah. his own network yeah, marketing yeah. thing I, I still speak to ahmed ahmed is a very good friend of mine same as you yeah i'm very close to ahmed so i'm i'm glad i'm glad they're doing what they're doing but it was just not for me however it got me the a good training uh the level mindset the ability to re, to be resilient to nose yeah you know like oh man that is the key that is the key i think ACM was always like it was such a low blow in the sense of like even your close friends and family yeah. thinks that you're a con artist you know you can't get any lower than that you know so it's like when you get to that level it's like what else can you throw up me like it makes you like superhuman so literally. i'm grateful i did it <laughs> literally literally and i did it at a time where i was new in the uk i didn't know a lot of people so i didn't really have a lot of people to lose to be honest mm, okay okay <laughs> you know okay. when people start avoiding you just because you're trying to, you're yeah. trying to sell them something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I have a lot of people to lose. I'm glad, but yeah, I mean, when once you do everything and then you realized, then you realized like you have to start outsourcing some tasks. Even the even washing your car, you just don't wash your car yourself. Yeah, you know, if you do just to save ten pounds, why? Yeah, you know, I'm sure your rate, your hourly rate, is more than just ten pounds an hour. Hundred, and that's how I look at things now, and that's why I don't do a, I don't do the things I used to do. 
Like, for example, you know, there's some of my refurbs that I used to even do myself because obviously I'm born in St. Lucia, so just name a job, I've done it. I've done construction, I know how it works, I know how to do loads of stuff, right? So even some of my... Con and I was thinking, like, why am I doing that, man? I don't love to do it. It makes me tired and it doesn't actually save me money i'm actually losing money because i'm spending i can just pay someone 150 pound or 200 pound a day to do that and i can obviously be doing i, I could be i could package a deal and sell a deal to an investor and make three thousand pounds so like it doesn't make sense whereas before i used to feel like i need to be doing this because i don't want to pay somebody mm. and i think that's i think you see you see that mindset shift i think that's one of the biggest mindset shifts that people need to do to become successful i think People obviously always look at the cost to doing something. Mm. And because they look at the cost, it prevents them from doing it. Yeah. As opposed to looking at the value that they're going to get from doing that thing. Well, don't don't get me wrong. I used to do things myself. Yeah. I used to go to Ikea, assemble things, bring them, put them in, you know. But that was at the beginning mm. because I, did, I couldn't afford to get someone. Yeah. And, well, it also gave me some some sort of a learning curve. Yeah. Because now, for me, I know exactly how long it's going to take me to assemble an IKEA wardrobe. Oh, man. It's, I know. It's... You know what I mean? <laughs> it gave me some sort of knowledge. Yeah. I didn't have the money at the beginning to get a painter. I used to paint rooms myself. Yeah. But I know now exactly what a room needs for it to be painted. I know how many prime, like what prime coat is. I know what how much the material will cost. I know exactly how long it will take you. I know what colors we need. So I, it gave me an idea when someone gives me a, an invoice, no, I'm not paying you that because exactly. I know exactly. No, I'm, no, I'm the same. I'm the same. I did all the stuff. I mean, my first, I would say three or four HMOs, I painted it all myself. I got mm. my unique blue feature wall. I painted it all myself. And to be fair, I enjoyed it at the beginning yeah. um, because I'm like, now I'm, I'm building my future. Yeah. But and, it gets to a point where you... Yeah, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, cool. This, I, rather than be doing this, I, I could be finding a new deal. So, yeah. yeah, I, you know, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, you they, they, they haven't got to be things you have to do yourself. I think when you're starting off, sometimes you have to do it yourself mm. for two reasons. Number one, because you, you might enjoy it. Number two, because you need to know what it's like, how much it costs, how much time it takes. Because if you don't know that, somebody can easily pull the wool over your eye. So, Absolutely. yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I'm glad we touched base on, on this because so many people, they don't understand the power of outsourcing. Yeah. But at the same time, they... Oh, my God. I've seen... The reason why I'm saying this is it pisses me off so much. Uh, and I've seen all these people jumping into property at the age of 17, 18, 19, get one, two deals, call themselves gurus and they start mentoring people mm -hmm. and then when you ask them about a few things they have no idea what it is yeah so having to go through all this if you ask me about anything from the past four years i will have an answer yeah anything you want in property i will have an answer for you yeah straight yep. away yeah whereas you ask these people 21 years old 22 years old yeah and you want to teach me? I, mean, I don't know if you agree with me, but I, I just don't. I just, I just don't believe you can. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm very similar to you. I think because, because I've, I've done almost every single part of it myself. You know, I, I've done rent to rents, and I still have got rent to rent. Then BRR, I've, I've got less lease options. You know, developments because I've done all of those things. If you ask me about it, because I've done it, I can easily tell you, you know, um, a lot about it. Um, and obviously, some, some people are not like that. But, I mean, listen, man, obviously, like, you know, if somebody wants to obviously, you know, get started off and just want to train people, 
there's nothing wrong. I don't, I don't see, I don't see, I don't see anything wrong with it. That's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. I think each month to their own. I think at the end of the day, it's just, it's just the person. If you somebody obviously wants to, you know, get trained by somebody, I think it's down to you. Just you have to obviously choose the person that you believe you can. Would you buy from a twenty-one years old? Um, it it does depend though. If I believe the twenty-one-year-old will help, will really help me to get to where I want to go. If I think he's got a track record, if I think he knows what he's talking Two about. Two properties. Well, it depends though. I, honestly, it does depend. I tell you, I tell you. Because let's say if the 21-year-old has got two properties, right? But he's obviously charging me next to nothing. And I haven't got a lot of money. Nah, I don't think I would, to be fair. I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it out of it. Now I'm thinking about it. I'll tell you what. If I'm obviously going to pay somebody money, I obviously want it. And, and, and I do that all the time. It has to be somebody who I believe in. I believe who, who, who's going to get me the results. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm very good at reading people. So, yeah. That's to me, it has to be someone who has a track record. Yeah. I mean, look, you have to have skin in the game, man. Like, yeah. I need to see that you have put the sweat, the tears, the effort, everything I agree for me to believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I, I, I can't just call myself a mentor just by having two properties. You have seen nothing, man. Yeah. You have not seen the drug dealers. You have not seen people who have the parties in your house. You have not seen... No, it's not a straight path. Like, it's yeah. not... It, everything can happen. In, a, in the property world, everything can happen. True. And every property will teach you more. True. You know, people who want their deposit back, people who... <laughs> you know, it's, it's, oh, it's man. so many things. Yeah. By having two properties, yeah, there's so many, there's so many highs and lows, and that, the reason why I tell you it depends is because I have met people who have got who are super successful in property. They have so many houses, like say so, so rich, right? But they cannot, they're not, they can't duplicate themselves. They can't teach somebody what they've done. Does that make sense? So yeah. that's the, that's the reason why I say it depends because it doesn't mean that because they automatically have got loads of loads of properties that they automatically you know credit qualified to be a credible you know trainer Mental, because no. i think i think actually training and and teaching people is actually a skill mm. it actually is a skill because there are there are lots of people that i know who's who's successful in property but they can't teach anybody how to do it because they haven't got the skill mm. because you know it's a skill to make something something difficult or something complicated sound simple so it's a very simple it's a very unique skill to do that so that's the reason why i say it depends mm. um so if they obviously have walked the walk and they can and they've got the skill, yeah, I may be open, but I wouldn't I wouldn't limit them to them being twenty one because there are there are tw obviously the numbers are stacked up against you if you're twenty one because probably you haven't got a track record right, but it could be a twenty one year old who's obviously done it, who's done it properly and he wants to do it so yeah man I don't judge I don't judge them on whatever the age or whatever the Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Makes sense. Well, we can agree to disagree, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying I disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. I'm just saying it, 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 it sometimes, sometimes depends. Yeah. Fair enough. All, um, I, I, I agree to a certain extent as well. Yeah. You said mentoring over YouTube. Yeah. Why? Because that's what I'm meant to do. I think when I mentor, when I mentor people, when I train, when I speak, I feel unique. I don't, I don't get a feeling doing anything else. When I'm public speaking, when I'm training people, I feel there's a feeling. It's hard to explain because it's a feeling. You can't see my feeling. Mm. Um, YouTube is obviously good. It's, it's, it's great. I love to, I love to do YouTube. I love to obviously speak to people and stuff like that. But I'm not, 
I'm not seeing the direct results. Whereas when I'm training somebody, like always some of my students, and I know where they got started, and I'm seeing what they've obviously done now, it's like, wow, man, I have genuinely changed this person's life. And, you know, the gratification that comes from that is unique. Whereas sometimes on YouTube, you don't get a gratification because you don't actually see them yeah. you know, grow and stuff like that. Fair enough. You said one million pounds over one million followers. Yeah, of course, because you can with one million pounds, you can pay you can pay a thousand pounds and you can buy a million followers. <laughs> <laughs> now I think now with one million pounds, I I I've got the credibility and I've got the experience and I've got the knowledge to know how to multiply a million pounds. Mm. If if yeah, if it was back then, I I don't know, I must still say a million pounds, but I I probably would have obviously just trashed it and just. Just spend all of it within like a year or something. Yeah, just like people who win the lottery. Yeah. Do you know, it's a it's proven that eighty percent or maybe ninety percent who of people who win the lottery. Yeah. They come back to being broke within a year or two. Yeah. And it's crazy because they don't know what to do with the money. They don't know what to do with the money. Hundred percent. Because a lot of people obviously, you know, I was, I was telling somebody the other day, like they're like, "Oh, everyone's I've seen your story, you know, I know you got started nothing," and I was like, "Yeah, you know, you see my obviously story that was portrayed, but I." Like, I have made a lot of money before that. Like, you know, I bought a house before that. I was driving a Range Rover before that. I had a Rolex before that. You know, like, I've made a lot loads of money. When I was in, in, in St. Lucia, in a third world country, I was 16, 17, and I bought two cars. In my community, nobody had, had two cars. So I know I know what it's like to make, make money. I have made money in my life. The problem is I just never knew how to keep money and how to grow the money. And I think that's what property has allowed me to do. So not only make more money but yeah. to keep it and to grow it and i think having an, an, an environment of people who's, who does that is like a complete paradigm shift um and i think that's that's where you know that's where the wealth is yeah, yeah. i totally agree with you you know knowing how to keep it multiply it and manage it is yes. very very important yeah very very important you said your son over your missus <laughs> yeah i mean listen let me get you in trouble. You know, you're not going to get me in trouble. I mean, obviously, to, to be fair, we, I have spoken to her about that. I have, I have spoken to her about that. And, she, and I think she loves me more because of that. Because she obviously, like, you know, I, I love how you love your, you know, your kids. So I know when we have one, you're going to lo- love them the same. Because, I mean, listen, man, if we look at the facts, right? One in two marriages fail. You know, it's a fact. Like, 50% of marriages do fail. So, you know, but there's no fact that says one in two of your kids fail. You know, it's, <laughs> They're always going to be your kids regardless at the end of the day. So that's what it is. No, I obviously love my wife. You know, she's she's everything to me. But obviously my son's my son. He's like a leech, a, a spitting version of myself. So. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> Don't call me later. <laughs> Don't call me later and say, Hadri, you got me into trouble. No, it's all good, man. <laughs> you said, um, when I asked you 10 million pounds or go back to knowing everything you know, Right now, when yeah. you were 18 years old. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, of course. Because, see, the thing about it, exactly what I was saying earlier, man, you know, I have made loads of money in my life, you know. So, making money has never been a, if I'm being honest, has never been a, an issue with my, never, never been an issue with me. I've always knew how to make money because I've always been a hustler. I've always been somebody who's a go-getter, right? I just never knew, you know, how to grow the money, exactly what I've just said. But if I know what I knew now when I was 10 years old, I mean, I'm 32 years old. That's 22 years of me doing what I'm doing now. You know, that's like, of course, man, the, the, the knowledge and the connections that I have now 
and the experience and the network, you can't put a price on that. Twelve years. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't put a price on that. So, hundred percent, I would choose that because, you know, we money's of money, money. People obviously value money, and it's very obviously. Let me obviously be very careful with what, what 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 I'm trying to say. But what I'm trying to say, people put so much value mm. on something that they just print. Um as opposed to putting value on themselves. Yeah. Whereas you are the person who collects money, right? Nobody makes money, we collect money. Mm. So I would back myself and I would bet on myself every day of the week than betting on, you know, betting on money because I am the one who can obviously make money. I'm the one who's going to collect the money. So why would I not bet on myself? Yeah, you're right. You know, I know, some, I know, so many, I know people who has a million pounds in their account and they, it's been there for a long time. I, I know a guy... You know, I play cricket with him every Saturday. He has about hundred thousand pounds, one fifty in his account for the last five years. It's the same amount of money. The interest that he's getting is peanuts. And I keep talking to him about, give me the money, let me invest the money. I'll give you ten percent on, on on it in about a few months. And he's still no. And I'm like, man, it's like, come on, man. It's like, so he values the money more than you know values himself and stuff like that. So hundred percent, I'll always pay on myself every day of the week instead of instead of betting on money. I agree. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem at all. Well, look, we saw you cry. Okay. What triggered that? Which time? Because I think I've cried a few times on, on, on camera. So you, you have to be a little bit more specific. <laughs> Why does it touch you when you think about your past? No, I think I'm a very emotional... Not emotional. I, I am emotional sometimes, but I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm very passionate. And, um, yeah, my past has been a journey, man. It's been, it's been a crazy journey. Where I came from to where I am now, I couldn't even dream about it, you know? So, if you tell me I would be where I am now, five, ten years ago, I would tell you to, you know, to pretty much do one. Because I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. Because it's so far from where I got started. I've had a really tough life, you know. I was telling someone the other day, you know, I was uh, 16 years old and I still didn't have a television in my house in St. Lucia. I didn't even have a toilet in my house, you know, in St. Lucia. And obviously now, you know, I live in a fancy penthouse in Canary Wharf, you know, overview in London and, you know, I've got my own business and I've got my own team and I own multiple properties and I mentor people and it's crazy based on obviously where I got started to where I am now. So yeah, when, when I do speak about it. Okay, don't skim through it. Yeah, because you try, you're trying to, you're, you're, even me, <laughs> you're even, trying to get me to cry, don't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to cry in return. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, it's just that sometimes we neglect the pain, and it is painful. Yeah, and it's normal to go through that. The thing is that there's so many people going through that right now who are listening to us, and it's just that they just don't know how to turn this pain into gain. Yeah. And this is why I'm asking you, like, I don't want you to just give me, oh, heads up. No. Yeah. I want you to give me the core of how you actually was. Because I, I remember you said that you were sharing a single bed with your, with your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That in, in itself is like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. yeah, man. I mean, um. And you know that happened. That that happened at the right time. You know that particular video you just mentioned of me sharing a single bed with my girlfriend. Because before that, before that, I was. If you look up from the outside, you would say I was successful. I used to obviously be. Uh, I used to work at Jaguar Land Rover. I was a, I was the top car salesman there. 
I was driving a brand new Range Rover every three months. I was making about five, six grand a month. I bought my house. So in my circle, I was obviously dim successful. And I actually left that job to do ACM, believe it or not, to do network marketing. And I quickly crashed. Um, but it was very good because I lost all of the friends I had. Um, but most importantly, I lost my ego. I lost my pride. I got completely humbled. And that's, that is so important to getting me here. Because if I wasn't humbled and if I didn't lose all the things that I had, you know, I lost my house. You know, I, had to, I had to sell my house. I, you know, I lost my job, lost my friends. If How I was did, it? It was very tough. It was, it was a very, um, I don't know, man. It's like, a, it's like when you see, you know, a snake, should I say a, a snake, you know, lose its skin or whatever, you know, to evolve to the next level. Or when you see a caterpillar, obviously, you know, turn into a, a butterfly it's very it's, it's very very painful but very eye-opening you know i remember when i used to work at jaguar land rover i used to go out every single weekend with obviously certain individuals and i thought they might ride or die for life and as soon as the money left as soon as the car i have no longer got a car all of a sudden they don't answer my calls anymore all of a sudden when you know i'm starting my business and i have them to support me and become a customer they all they all said no and it's very um it's very painful. I think that's probably one of the most that's one of the hardest things I've had to do to become successful in business is to um is to discern myself from my so called friends at the time. And even like right now, I, I was telling somebody on the way here that I don't have friends. You know, I don't have friends. My friends are like my business partners or my or my mastermind students and my property people, um because we have a common future. Whereas before, my friends or people had a common past with. You know, we shared a. We came from the same environment. We, we, we come from the same country. Um, so it has been very, very tough. But I'm super grateful. And if I had a chance to do it again, I would do it again. Um, because at my lowest points, I actually found the people that I meant to find. At my lowest point is when I met Ellen, who's now my wife. You know, she was there. You know, she was there with me. She supported me. Um, when I left my house and I was like, cool, I haven't got nowhere to stay. She's like, come and live with me. Um, and I'm like, cool, don't worry. I, 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 I won't over, overstay my welcome. I'll only stay maximum two nights. Two nights into two weeks. Two weeks into two years of me, of me living there. And um, yeah, obviously because of me, have seen money and because I've made money, I always knew that I could do more than what I was doing at the time. Does that make sense? So I was always hungry to you know to do more, and that's what kept me going, and that's what kept me you know pushing. If you keep kicking down the door, eventually you will be able to break down the door and see the other side, which is obviously where I am right now. What's your definition of success? Yeah, I think um, I think that's a very good question. I think the short version of that is probably being able to, you know, to jump from pillar to post without losing any sort of enthusiasm or, or without losing energy and belief, should I say. Because, I mean, what I'm trying to say is I see a lot of people obviously get started in business and it doesn't work and they get deflated. And they just say, you know what, forget this entrepreneur, forget this business thing, and they're back to a job. I think being successful is having the ability to be doing something, it fails, and you still have got the same energy, the same excitement, the same passion, the same belief, and do it again or do something else again until it works. I think that is what success is, being, being able to be resilient and, and, and being able to know exactly where you're going. And even if you're not there yet, you know it's going to come. It's just a matter of time. And I think that is what I think someone who's successful is. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this episode. Before we wrap up, any last thing you want to say to our audience? Um, I mean, first, you know, first things first, or last, last things last. 
Um, I want to obviously thank you for, for obviously having me on here. You, you didn't have to have me on here, so I feel privileged to you um, allowing me to obviously speak to your audience. And I think what I would say to everybody, you know, obviously right now I'm on a mission and my goal is just to obviously just show people that, like, you know what, you can actually achieve more. And if, if there's anybody watching this right now and you, you believe you have a little bit more to give, you know, my advice to you not to give up. My advice to you is do whatever it takes to win. Because when you win, no one's going to ask you how you won. No one's going to ask you how much it costs you to win. No one's going to ask you, you know, how much sacrifice you obviously went through to win. So do whatever it takes to win, man. I think, you know, God made us all for a reason. And I think it's important for us all to find a reason before we kick the bucket, before we live this, um, this thing for life. So do whatever it takes to win. Um, and I believe in you. And how do we get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, my social media handle, I'm on Instagram. It's Evans J. Wheelie. Um, it's the same on YouTube. It should be the same on TikTok and all the other, um, you know, um, social media. Beautiful. So Evans offers mentorships. Uh, he's also very active on social media. Uh, follow his content. He's got great content and a great way to deliver things, to deliver your, your message. So I would definitely suggest you guys to click on the uh, description box down below. All his uh, social media. You're on TikTok, right? I'm on TikTok. You yeah. do dances? I don't do dances. <laughs> Not yet. Maybe in the future. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is literally in the description box down below. Thank you for tuning in to the Diaries of Success. I was your host, Hajar Beyaz. Until the next episode, do not forget to live your best life. See you next episode.